Hi, I'm Justin Arnett Graham. And I'm Nariba Shepard. And, and this, this is Terms of Service. Service. Episode 2, Season 3, Baby. <sighs> okay. Back at it again. We're back, bitches. And <laughs> it feels so fucking good. Who would have thought? I think I did. it's real now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wake up it and I took got us to ready get to today. season fucking yeah. three. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. We just. Okay. People keep listening, you know, so we got to got to give them what they came for. We got to keep on keeping on something. Okay. Yeah. So during our break, mm-hmm. how the fuck have you been? Um, you know, just them eyebrows is popping. Though, bar- so. Ah, the pink brows. Mm-hmm. It will be this way until it's no I, longer that way. I mean, I feel like I'm going to switch it back, like when it's real fall, not fake fall. Okay, because I mean, this is dropping probably in that you know, is fall coming? But yeah, it'll gonna be, be it's like, gonna be you know, summer still okay. in my mind. Okay, it's not fall until like it's October. Okay, you know, Fair. Fair. so well, this will be dropping before then. So hot, hot brow summer. <laughs> I, we love to see it. Okay. Ugh. Um. And so since we've been on a break for so long, you have forgotten to ask me how the hell I've been. Um. So I've been doing didn't just give me fine. Freaking space. Okay. <laughs> just give me a minute. Okay. I was just waiting for you to finish talking mm-hmm. so that I can talk instead of us cutting each other off. But I kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. fine, bitch. How how you been? I've been okay. Oh, are you gonna elaborate? <laughs> um, it's been it's been a quite eventful break. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I, I don't want to say that it has you know ceased any sort of like operations or any anything yeah. like that because there's a there's a lot of uh, moving parts um behind this entire initiative here and this platform and this community that we've been extremely fortunate uh to build and i will say that prior to this drop mm-hmm. or ideally right around this drop We'll have some merch for the kids. Yeah, we will. You know, some fire-ass merch. We have our branding. We have our new dynamic. We have our site that is just popping and beautiful. You know, so www.termsofservice.media. Feel free to check us out. And also, while you're there, just go ahead and give us a like and follow um, wherever you find us. And also, our DMs stay open. But as a gentle reminder... Review this shit. Yeah, for okay? real. Thank Get you. Out there. Thank you. Yeah. I can't be the only one putting up reviews. Okay, well, you know that if you keep doing reviews, it only takes it one time. I know. I, I stopped. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're like, this, it ha- this hasn't shifted. I'm going to wait until I have like... Multiple computers and devices. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Do, I mean, but you know how I feel about technology. I'm lazy as fuck. It'll never happen. And well, you know, I mean... At this point, uh, maybe I should open one of those like want to increase your followers. That's completely a scam and will hack my Instagram account and rob me of everything. You did not hear that here. So (laughs) if you get any sort of correspondence from Nariba on Instagram, it's not me. (laughs) It's not. It's 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 not not her. It's not her. So that's a that's that's great. And so 
bringing it back to reality, <sighs> bringing it back to life. If you, oh will. my god, can we can we say that? Do we have the rights? I'm not singing it though. Okay, fine. <laughs> so like, there's. That. I remember when I used to sing things, and you would tell me that we just have to cut out that whole part. Yes, I do, and um, you all can can revisit those wonderful episodes uh, back in season one and season two, but more so season one when we were truly just getting our feet wet. Mm -hmm. And I am wildly excited and stupidly ecstatic Mm -hmm. with our next guest. Yes. After sitting silently while we just ramble for a while. I know. And I want to him, I want to hear him talk about it because yeah. I can only imagine what that looks like. <laughs> Hi, Max. Hi. Hello. Excuse hey. me. Hello, Chef Max. Yes, Musto? we have to distinguish. Musto. Yes. All right. Well, welcome to Terms Thank of Service. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So excited to be here. Yes. Well, you know, one would say your tone does not make me believe that, but I will say... I have a big smile on my face. I know. I yeah. know. I know. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm like, you know, we want the we want the listeners to feel it. So how Bring are you that doing? energy is what you're saying. Yeah, so how right, are you I feeling, you. I'm feeling fantastic. Oh, you know what? I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm trying, trying to get. And also, we have not stopped this tradition. No. And it will never go away. As long as I live and breathe, I want to know what your sign is. Yes, what's Ooh, your sign? What do you think I am? Oh, oh Nariba, that's okay, you, that's so you, that's you, that's you, yes. Earlier, but my confidence level isn't very high today. Okay. Um, so I'm going to ask some clarifying questions. <laughs> All right, let's go. Um, do you enjoy interacting with strangers? Love it. Um, <laughs> okay. Secondary question. I feel like this is like, guess who? Yeah, okay. Secondary Mattel, question. Mattel, if you're listening. How- <laughs> <laughs> Go on. We could take your money. Yes. Um, <laughs> do you like people or animals better? That's a hard one because I feel like we're all equal. See? Are you a Gemini? Girl, you know I'm an Aquarius. God. Yeah. Yes, Aquarius, baby. Oh my God. Okay. Well, yeah. I guess. Justin, are you an Aquarius as well? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. Okay. Anyway. What so are you, darling? I'm an Aries. Yeah. <laughs> Rihanna's yeah. an Aries. Rihanna is an Aries by adoption. Okay. But I believe <laughs> the queen is a Pisces. That's first. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I okay. mean, she has a lot of Aries in her chart, but she's a she's a Pisces. Okay. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah. Oh. I mean. <laughs> I was like, that tracks. I, okay. If you've ever listened to Needed Me, it's the biggest Pisces mm-hmm. show. It's like, um, I'm going to cry the whole time, but I'm going to fuck your shit up. <laughs> but I don't need your mm-hmm. shit. No. So, mm-hmm. yeah. No, no. Yeah. And that is our pop culture moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, <laughs> Rihanna had a baby. No one forget. I know it's been a couple of months, but. Wait, has anybody seen this baby yet? No. No. That baby has to be the most beautiful specimen on earth. I mean, ASAP Racky, like seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Local man. According to Justin, <laughs> didn't want to put respect on his name. It's fine. For the record, for the record, I have met local man. What? Okay. 
Wh- why I'm did you not, wait this whole fucking time? Because I am not at liberty to truly speak about it. Okay. But um, there's proof on the gram. And uh, <laughs> yeah, y'all can just find me there. At This Is Biko. <laughs> All right. Well, you're going to show Stocking. us that immediately when yeah. we're done recording. Yeah, yeah no, cool. it, was a, it was a great... It was it was a great talk that I was a part of, and it was in I want to say within considerable months of him coming back from like Switzerland or you what? know from that yeah. was recently. No, this was years ago because when that was happening. I mean, yeah, but in the last five years. Oh yeah. That's recent, bitch. Okay, well. God. Yeah. I knew you. You thought you knew him. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thanks, thanks, Max. You're damn right. Thank you. Thank okay, you. wait. So going back to the Aquarius <laughs> tip, it makes sense that you would be an Aquarius just based on your, like, workflow situation and on me stalking both your regular gram and your um work gram the business gram business gram well mm-hmm. businesses take work mm-hmm. i mean uh, you can't see that i moved fake hair from the air in front of my face and tucked it behind my headphones but you i know think what I mean? we have some content on on that and i'm looking around yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, know. we don't. Damn it. <laughs> that was a lie. <laughs> I was just like, incorrect, but it's all good. It's fine. So let's just get into yep. it. Let's do this. Max. Yes. It has been so long since I have seen you. Yeah. And again, I'm so happy that you're here. How the hell have you been? <sighs> that deep sigh. Us Aquariuses know it well. I have been better than I've ever been in my entire life. God damn. Nice. It's a blessing. I love the fuck out of that. Yeah. Yes. Would you like to expand upon that? But also, we were speaking earlier. Yeah. um, Speaking before is not allowed. You are correct. Thank you so much. I always get told (laughs) this would be great content. Stop talking. This is correct. I am often seen running around the set being like, save it for the mic. Yes. Save uh-huh. it for the mic. I was just like, y'all trying to get to know one another? Save it for the fucking <laughs> mic, please. Um, but I say that respectfully and for it to always just be connected back to our community of listeners because we appreciate y'all. And yeah. we want you to be able to connect with them through your narrative. Nariba. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> but so, last time I saw you, somewhere on Randolph, mm-hmm. might have been all Cheval. I feel like it was, and it was a hot minute. Yeah. You put years on it. Yeah, I feel like it's been a decade. Like, God damn. Really? I mean, we follow each other on social media. Yeah. We're actively seeing each other's lives, yeah. but like an in-person interaction yeah. is probably, unless there was times that we don't remember. Yeah, no, no, I mean, that could be very factual. <laughs> but yeah, factual. probably about a decade. Yeah. We had a really great conversation connected. Yeah. And so that is the power of conversation because ABCs. look at this. Mm-hmm. Always be connecting. Always. 
There you go. Learning it every day with Justin. I love that. ABCs always be connecting. Always be connecting. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Justin B. tricking me into connecting. He's like, we should go hang out and do this thing. And then it's like five people that he's trying to like work with or get to work with the gram or I'm the pod, Wait sorry. a fucking minute. And I'm like, oh, this is happening. Right, uh, cool, cool. Uh, no. Um, the Johnny Walker dinner. How many people did you know? I wasn't invited to that. Okay. Let the record reflect okay, that Max, we were invited. Yes. Our but producer how many Max people invited did you know at the dinner? A few. There were 20 people. How many people did you know? A high percentage. All of them. But it was basically all of them. It was great. I'm not surprised. (laughs) Yeah, but also, uh, shout out to Johnny Walker. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That was awesome. For inviting us to that Changemakers dinner uh, at Virtue. Shout out to Virtue, always in the place. That place is amazing. Uh, The food is great, drinks great, people great. Everything. That impromptu terms of service photo shoot. (laughs) That. uh, Can't wait for that content. so since this is dropping in the future, y'all would, y'all will already have seen it, um, but we'll probably drop it again in support of this. Oh, one hundred and ten percent. Yeah, for sure. A TBT, if you will. A nice TBT. Mm-hmm, we do mm-hmm. like that. We do like that a lot. So, give us Max, your sh- give us your spiel, my dude. I, I just like, want to like because so much has happened. Um, you know, I was at. I was at L2O, uh, and you were elsewhere. I was at Spiaggia at the time. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And so kind of like raising to that level of like, you know, culinary excellence or culinary acumen or whatever the fuck marketing term that it, you know, kind of translates to. um, We were very much in like the thick of the pressure of our careers, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? That was um, a very intense and stressful time of my life where I developed and cultivated a skill set that I'll take with me for the rest of my life, but I never want to do that shit again. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That yeah. is... Yes. That's the vibe. Yeah. That's the whole vibe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the entire vibe. Because... No. 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 Mm-mm. And it's 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 interesting to me how I don't want to say like how ingrained, but just like the structure of it really just like you always carry it with you, right? Yeah. yeah. And there are some elements that I'm just like, okay, I can I can I can fuck with that. But then there's all the other elements to where it's like you can lose yourself in it. Yeah. Hundred. Yeah, and I mean, I've talked pretty pretty extensively um, on on past episodes about like that part of my hospitality experience. I learned the most, but also I don't think I was like happy. I don't think any of no. us were like happy. Mm-hmm. No, I think we were running we're, on we the weren't adrenaline. Doing that for happiness. No, no it's just we like just but, but, but then does it become? self-serving mm-hmm. because is it ego-driven? Like, yeah, what, absolutely. Yeah, so, it's all ego. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not our shit. So where does that ego come from? I think we were really young at that point of yeah, our life too. Absolutely. We were still learning a lot of ourselves and where we wanted to go in our careers and the industry. Where we thought and- we wanted to go, you know? Yeah, I think absolutely. that's a big part of it. Yeah, is like yeah. mm-hmm. thinking that that's 
how will you level up? Mm-hmm. And then once you get there, you're like, I don't fucking want to do this shit. No. Like, no. No. And and also, did we have fun? Hmm. Uh, I mean, there, I there def- were moments. There were, yeah. I mean, there were moments. But of like, fun. I feel like for me personally, there was a lot more um, sadness and challenging and, you know, long days and yeah. self-sabotage and, you know, self-harm in yeah. a way yeah. from that kind of pressure. That I feel that a young mind might not have the skill set to cope. Right. I like, to re- I like to refer to it as, like, the fraternity model. It's where uh, you don't realize that you are being hazed the entire time until you're yeah. gone. Yeah. And, like, right. in retrospect, I'm like, yeah, everything seemed fun. Like, was I having a nervous breakdown and lying about calling out of work so I could have a mental Absolute health day? Moving. Absolutely. Yes. But, yeah. like, um, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that no matter how much you work, you're not making enough money. And when you're not working, you feel like you're lazy and you're not doing anything. And it's a And you also have cycle. student loans to pay back on $12 an hour. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Oh Fuck God. that shit. Right. right. And I, they can keep calling me. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't getting their money. Yeah, just I'm like, like, until I can afford rent and all my bills yeah. and like buy groceries like a normal person, they're not getting my fucking money. But you're just like, um... Don't listen to this. <laughs> My advice is bad. You're like, uh, Rakita would be you're like, like, same phone, swiggling in her okay. chair, being like, pay that shit. <laughs> right. Also, shout out to Rakita Webb from uh, season one when we talked about literally the withholding of, of information. And mm-hmm. I actually want to kind of dive into that uh, very, very briefly because I've I've talked about how this industry is so commodity driven in my opinion i feel like hospitality is one of the most inhospitable um industries on the planet yep. um and it it has this facade but i also want to make it very clear that i have been fortunate to do other things besides hospitality but i have a genuine enjoyment and a genuine passion about it because i just want to take care of someone like i want to provide an experience for someone but it it comes the aquarius in you listen nurturing my little sweet soul thank you Mm -hmm. but but also it's just like how much of yourself do you lose in order to facilitate something like that? I feel yeah. like the industry is giving very nine of cups energy right now, <laughs> um, which is just the idea of like, you have all this shit on display and you're like, everyone come see how great it is. But there's like a curtain that's like preventing people from seeing what's actually happening behind the scenes. Lauren Hill actually talks about that in her um, live unplugged album. There, there's a little excerpt in between. I don't know if you guys have listened oh, to this I've, album. Yeah, it's yeah, incredible. Yeah. It's basically yeah. about her having a spiritual awakening. It's mm-hmm. a very beautiful album. I 
yeah. listen to it all the time. But yeah. there's one part in there, if you're familiar then, where she talks about how she went to Disney World mm-hmm. and they brought her behind the lines and you see all these in the front of Disney World, everything's perfect and there's this play and there's this acting and all this stuff that's going on. But behind the curtain, it's something else and you see all these people and stuff being thrown around and it's crazy. And that's what she was saying about her life, right? She had yeah. to put on this facade, this person that she really wasn't. Right. She wasn't being her authentic self because she had to be this commodity for this record label or for whatever and when she finally had this awakening and did this album she's like this is what i'm gonna do and they're like oh lauren you're gonna be this like hip-hop folk singer and she's like no this is me quit boxing me in and there's yep. a song on there called get out i get out of all your boxes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's I what it's that about song. i mean i i mean we She's the queen. Yeah. Period. I was, yeah. I was just like, you know, the queen that can't show up on time, but that's yeah. fine. Yeah. You know, because when you got it like that, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren Hill, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can yeah. have zero opinions about you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> heard. She's heard. scary. Um, so, Max, you've been up to quite a bit so if you could kind of well, however you're comfortable to start somewhere like yeah how did you like, how did you yeah. get into the yeah. industry all right so yeah. uh uh my my dad's in food sales and my uh, um so i grew up my dad worked for um superior coffee that was bought by quaker and then bought by Sara lee so i grew up going to food shows um, you know, being around that, my siblings worked in the restaurant industry, kind of seeing that. And I came from a big Italian family where everything's like, manja, manja. Yeah. You know, so everything was like surrounded about around food, like well, a lot of cultures are. And, you know, started cooking at a young age, really fell in love with it. Um, and then, you know, I was kind of like dicking around a lot after. What did you fall in love with about it? Um, I love creating. I was always in a lot of art growing up. I was uh, painting and... I was a dancer and I played guitar, so I was very artistic in a lot of things. And this was like big Aquarius. The, the thing, energy. the thing yeah. about cooking is it's all the arts. So you're, it's movement of art. You're using all your senses. You're smelling, touching, tasting, seeing. You're hearing a sear. This was a full body oh, immersion beautiful. of like source energy to the fullest of being so present in your craft and then also like the dopamine rush from it like i'm trying to get to where you're at because right now i'm like struggling to make a grilled cheese happen and people <laughs> oh, are like stop it chef you, you know you can make it I, I, listen the other day i made a bernays sauce just for funsies at home to see if i could like remember how to do it and i put old bay in it and it felt magical, mostly because I'm out of MSG, <laughs> and that's like the, num- the I know, secret I know. ingredient yeah. to everything. Yeah. Everything, yeah. Sprinkle that on my tofu before yeah. I came in. Ooh, I, yes, Ooh. and one thing that I must say before we continue, during my time back in the kind of you know elevated portion of of the industry, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, like you know, I can make a sauvignon. A bitch can't, but <laughs> but tried my hardest. I was just like, you know, you just add some Riesling to some egg yolk. Mm-hmm. That is not mm-hmm. only what you do. Riesling. That's what I had. Okay, so that's I mean, all I'm gonna say. Okay. Yeah. If anyone asked me to do that now, I'd be like, Rose. where do you want to go? <laughs> I was like, like, let's go somewhere to where I know that we can do that. Or they can do that. Um, a, a and you'll be supportive. Well, yeah, because it's like you 
always have that creative ambition because you're surrounded, like you're like centered in like this creative ecosystem. Yeah. And you're just like, what the fuck? It's like, you know, I look at the- It's Yeah. And I like look back at certain shit now. I was just like, Tuna's not supposed to look like that. (laughs) It's really not. Um, But also it- also, it doesn't really taste like tuna, but it's fascinating that it is tuna. Yep. I'm like, how did we get here? And, you know, fennel that, like, doesn't look like it's ever known its father. <laughs> it's just, like, it's baffling to me. The other day I saw fennel growing in real life, and I was like, that shit's wild. <laughs> it just grow that way? Mm, cool. Yeah. Or, like, asparagus. Listen, the black forager blew that shit up in my brain yeah. um, they grow out singularly yeah oh, I didn't no. realize don't yeah. die just like yeah. yeah and they come back every year and then more come every year yeah yep. huh. just like straight up mm-hmm. it's and they weird. can get really tall and then they sprout like all of these different kind of like asparagus does pom poms yeah. on top if you don't cut them early enough yep asparagus, asparagus. nature's crazy it's beautiful that is damn nature you wild fucking fascinating mm-hmm. yeah I had no idea Huh. So, is it like a bush or a tree? Uh, it's like, just a shoot. It's, a sh- it's a oh, one it's, asparagus. Yeah. Oh, just it's one, one asparagus. It's just on the ground. Okay. And it's like, yeah. I'm here. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Also, while we're talking about weird, um, pineapples, they yeah. just hang out. They like grow up uh-huh. and they blossom on the like top. And then it gets bigger and bigger and like weighs over. And hmm. my mom like randomly tried to grow them in Trinidad. And every year that pineapples have produced, she's been in the States and her next door neighbor, Miss Inez, has been eating them. <laughs> she has not eaten a single pineapple that she's grown. Mm, that's ah. sad. Yeah. Wow. Also, when you grow wow. pineapples, the whole area smells like pineapples. I yeah. lived in Hawaii for a while, so I yeah. lived by the Dole Plantation, and you would drive through there to go to the North Shore and literally just roll down your windows, and it's the most fragrant, beautiful smell. Kind of looks almost like, like a little bit like agave coming out, yeah. and then the pineapple okay. comes out of that. Yeah, that's like that. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But does that draw comparisons to when you drive through, you know, the West Loop and you smell chocolate? Ugh. Is it like that? Chicago. Is it like that? Is it? Is Just, it? Is it like that? I when I think about that, I think I get like a little PTSD from like well, chica- well, I mean, my not ass Chicago, trying to get like, to you know, Blackbird yeah. on time, <laughs> walking past that chocolate and being like, "Oh, this is like tricking me into thinking okay. that this feels good." Well, but chocolate is wildly problematic. This is crazy too because. Uh, your main sensory nerve goes through your brain mm-hmm. and the way that it connects with memory and probably still to this day when you go through that area, is it like traumatizing for you? Just or? a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. That's how I feel about bologna, if I'm honest. <laughs> you know? Don't. You got against bologna. <sighs> I'll just tell this really quickly before we get back yeah. on, on task. Right so I used to um, wake up very very early as as a child and i would go ahead and literally be like you know what i don't want to wait for my mom to to make breakfast i'm gonna eat one of the first things that i see and it was always bananas and fucking bologna (laughs) 
yeah. Wow, that sounds like a nightmare. I never said that I had a banana wrapped in bologna, but just in general, I was gonna say that if you did that, that would be like the American version of melon prosciutto. Iconic, iconic. Thank you. It would be iconic. It would be iconic. The American version of prosciutto. I love it. Like prosciutto and melon. Prosciutto and melon. Banana and bologna. Exactly. Yeah. Shit. You are iconic. I think you're honest. I'm telling you. Yeah, well, give I'm it just, a try. I'm just saying that that disgusting choice <laughs> that I made for so long was iconic. <laughs> so, because that's how Well, I you're did. just an icon living. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We're going to go ahead and cheers to that because, Nariba, the way that you just know how to segue is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to cheers to that with this ritual rum old fashioned riff. With sparkling apple syrup and then cinnamon and non-alcoholic bitters, a bit of orange oil served over a Cori ice cube sphere. This just looks absolutely delicious. It is. I'm trying yeah. not to drink it all at once. I oh. like I like ritual rum is like so distinct. Yeah. It has all of the like sweeter caramelly notes that you would get from a like a dark spirit. But I like that it's balanced out so well. I think with the clove yeah. in this. Yeah, no, this is Ryan be knowing. Yeah. He be yeah. knowing. Shout out to Ryan of the Garnet crew for this delicious concoction. And also I'm just an asshole for like a solid fucking beautiful ice cube. Oh, yeah. Like, because I, and I'll be saying this later again, but I truly believe this, that the secret ingredient in any delicious fucking cocktail... is good ice. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I had a cocktail the other day. I can't remember where I was at. I don't want to say, actually. Um, (laughs) It ruined the drink. It was Chicago water. I could taste it as it was melting. It was so hot. I was outside on the patio. I had a nice old fashioned after a really long day of service. And yeah. I could taste it. Mm. Mm. Was it Chicago water or was it Chicago? Chicago. Ah. Chicago, not Chicago. <laughs> Someone asked me the other day um, when I was like bar wenching if I, if we carried it and I was like, we just want them to fix the actual water here instead of like <laughs> coming up with a, a supplement. So, right. and then he laughed awkwardly and I laughed awkwardly. And I was like, this white man did not think I was going to answer like this, but yes. Well, it's just like, well, I'm like, I don't really know what, what to say <laughs> in, in regards to that. So Max. Yes. You have touched upon different areas of of the industry let's talk about what are you doing now yeah yeah because it's fire yeah thank you so um you know i i got my experience you know where it's fine dining you know i worked at ocheval for a little while worked every kind of position over there and um moved to hawaii did some stuff over there and came back over here in hawaii i was out there for two years yeah we were out there about in honolulu okay yeah my wife got a job out there and uh, they paid for us to move out there. And, Hell yeah. And, and you're like, we're going. Yeah, we're going. But then we <laughs> lived there during that nuke scare. Ooh. Yo, that's a story. I'll give you some. So, 
So this is when like Trump, this is when Trump and Kim Jong Un were like going at it back and forth, calling him Rocket Man, and everybody's like super scared (laughs) because like the world can blow up at any moment. I am sweating. So so check this. Let me peep this. So we're in Honolulu. We're like we live like five minutes away from downtown, and it's Saturday morning, probably about eight o'clock. And my wife is like notorious for leaving her alarm on her phone on the weekends to wake (laughs) up for work. And so her alarm is going off and I'm like, babe, turn your alarm off. It's Saturday, you know? And she's like, goes over to her alarm, looks at it and she goes, babe, it's an alert, like an Amber alert or like an emergency flood warning alert. And it says, it's like a a government alert. It's a government alert. Yes, exactly. It says, this is not a drill. There is a missile coming to you from North Korea. Yo. And we're like, what? Absolutely the fuck not. <laughs> what? No. And then she tells me that I was like, shut the fuck up. Right. You know, and and so she's like, seriously. So I walk over to my phone and I was like, oh my God. So then I went to the bathroom and brushed my teeth. <laughs> oh, so you were just chilling. I didn't know what to do. I was oh like, oh my, my God. God, my wife's a doctor. So yeah. she's like, all right, antibiotics water get the dogs throwing all the things in the yeah. bag and i'm like oh you know i gotta have fresh breath you know when i'm <laughs> yeah, dying yeah, you're just like you're like if this is gonna be the end of yeah, it yeah go clean at least i'm going out minty yeah oh my God. <laughs> so it was about 38 minutes of mass hysteria before he got the second text but during that time i mean we were calling our parents to say goodbye uh, people were putting their kids in sewer drains. You know, from what I talk about, um, other people on the island, yeah, they were like in grocery stores dropping their milk, and people were driving crazy. I mean, it was literally mass hysteria for 38 minutes. My so, mouth has just been agape for, since you started this fucking story. Oh my god, I cannot imagine. Also, so check this. So after all that, the nerves settle. We realized we're not dying. We were going to get in the car and go up to the North Shore because we lived in between Pearl Harbor and, you know, uh, Waikiki. But like we we were just kind of we were freaking out. I sent a text and we were going out the rest of the day. And my wife had like an employee appreciation party on the west side of the island at the Four Seasons. So we went out there and they're doing like a I lot of... I love pr- that they do a pizza party in other... Industries. Even for medical people. I love oh, it was in a pre... It was a, it was a Four Seasons thing. Oh, it, it was, was like I mean, that's, so that's it just was, a fancy... Okay. That's like a charcuterie board to Lunchables. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, they're just... Yeah, I'm, it's fine. So I we love go, the elevation, <laughs> actually, of it. So we go we out there and... We still get pizza parties Four Seasons. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So we go out there and they're like giving away like raffles and doing all this stuff. And we ended up winning a free five day trip to Vegas. So I woke up that morning, thought I was going to die by the end of the day. I won a free trip to Vegas. What a roller coaster That's of a day. That's a roller coaster of fucking emotions. So, but my like, wife was like mad freaked out after that and was like, we have to leave here with like everything that was going yeah. on with the yeah. Trump and trigger fingers and Twitter and all that yeah, stuff. So yeah. we ended up moving back home. Yeah. So when it, I came back home, I was kind of like just like figuring out what I was going to do. And then I kind of, you know, uh, I had this experience that like changed my life and my views on food. And I started herbivore. Herbivore was born. And now I do plant-based comfort food. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that so much. I love that so much. So I want to talk about that in depth. Yeah. Yeah. So you reference plant-based, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Yeah. Others may reference it as vegan. Yeah. Can you kind of talk to us sure. about the, the difference of 
of that because veganism can come across as being judgmental. Yeah. Uh, just in my I was own like, that's an capacity. aggressive statement. I don't feel like it's an aggressive statement well, for that's me. Your experience because- oh, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your own personal experience, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And I think that's a lot of yeah. people's experiences. Um, you know, plant-based is a diet, okay? Yeah. And veganism is a philosophy. That's the way huh. that I break it down, right? Yeah. So in my philosophy in life, I approach like a vegan philosophy. Um, but my approach towards people and this type of movement or way of thinking is more from a non-judgmental place, more from like a Buddhist philosophy. Amazing. Rather than I'm going to be militant, I'm going to drive you into the ground, I'm going to make you feel bad about what you're doing. Because let me tell you, I wasn't always vegan. I wasn't born vegan. Fair. Fair. So this was a change of life for me and a new understanding. Yeah. Can you, if you're comfortable, share with us what kind of shifted your relationship with food? Sure. Um, You know, being in the industry, uh, you know, we get really worn down and we catch what I like to call social viruses or sicknesses, especially in our industry. For sure. You know, it's really toxic, you know, especially working on some of the caliber of restaurants that we've all worked on. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, go, go, go. We have these expectations and then it's, you know, let's get drunk after or do cocaine or do whatever else and yeah. you know self-harm and along that way i also got injured um i when i was working at spiaja um actually on my day off after new year's mm. after like one of the craziest shifts of my life yeah i tore my acl <gasps> and I'm i sorry, tore my Alex. meniscus and then i had to get surgery and i was going my my ex had left me in the hospital during that time and it was just a really traumatizing experience and i became addicted to opiates from that you know um and that was a really hard journey for me uh and i can i had a few more surgeries after that and it just kept getting worse the pain was really bad and then obviously you go back to the industry and it's not easy to function once you've had an injury like that and you're addicted to something like that so i tried the conventional route you know going to rehab doing the na doing that stuff and it just wasn't working for me. I'd get a little bit of clean time, and then I'd fall back into the same cycle. No, it doesn't. Actually, because we're not treating we're not treating the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I've realized from this. Right? We're we're treating the surface, and what they give you for opiate addiction is they give you this medicine called suboxone or methadone, and basically all they're doing is giving you the same opiate without giving the high. So you're still physically and mentally addicted so to this. Yes, it's, it's so, a monitored high. It's monitored by the government because they want you to pay them monthly. They need their check, you know? So, you know, I was, you know, kind of, you know, the end of my route. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I don't know what to do. And, you know, because my wife is a physician, I told her about this episode of Law and Order that I saw this medicine Um, called Iboga. And it's uh, plant medicine, similar to ayahuasca, a little bit. I was going to ask if it's like in that same fam. Yeah, it's in the same fam. It's bigger than ayahuasca. Um, It's been used by millennia for the by the Bwiti tribe of the Congo. Um, And then in the 60s, um, a heroin addict stumbled upon it and it cured his heroin addiction. Hmm. He was such a believer in this that he kept pushing the government to research it. Well, in the 1990s, they had an FDA study by Dr. Deborah Mash out of the University of Miami. She's a neuroscientist. And they did studies on it that were so successful. The success rates were, after six months, it was an 83% success rate. Now, conventional uh-huh. rehab is 3%. Yeah. 
So once they found out about that, Big Pharma, mm-mm, they cut funding on it, and Iboga kind of fell through the yeah. cracks. So I, I mean, this is fascinating for so so many different reasons. Um, one thing that I will definitely mention that everyone's health journey is is their own, and mm-hmm. yeah. you know we do not, or most certainly are not authorized to. Um, provide any sort of medical advice but i think it's really really important for for people to have agency over their own health care yes absolutely uh and but that comes with a few things right like you you have to be able to afford that agency mm-hmm. yeah you know it's just like insurance premiums right are fucking real you know and it's I mean, I had an entire conversation um, for, I feel like, three hours with my mother, who used to be uh, just a bomb-ass person at the American Medical Association. And I was just like, I was like, make this make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make it make sense to me. Yeah. And for my entire adult life, she's like, well, it's to help you in case something happens. I was like, so this is very interesting to me because at these, at these, at this rate, have something happen to me because then, then I feel as if like I'm getting some sort of discount, you know, because like this, this is insane. And to kind of, uh, not kind of, but to tie back to, to hospitality, people are often looking at the number that's in front of them versus the number that they should be striving for in order to make sure that they're in control for decisions of themselves. Mm -hmm. And I say all of that because like, I do commend you for one being open with your journey, but then also like looking into additional avenues for your own self care and meeting yourself where the fuck you are at. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it takes a lot of courage to step out of the conventional programming that we've all been mm-hmm. taught right. throughout our entire lives that the medical care and these providers are going to save us. Yeah. But the only one that's going to save you is yourself. Yeah. Right? For yeah. sure. So I think that I gave my power to the medical system, you know, through the journey of getting all these surgeries and this and that and back surgery and knee su- and five knee surgeries. And, oh, wow. Um, which would like, which was like unavoidable. You definitely had to have the surgeries. No. I mean, no? we can get further down that path if yeah. you guys want to. Yeah. Okay. So during my first surgery, um, they they did my ACL and my meniscus, and it was three months no weight bearing. And I kept telling the doctor after this was all before I met my wife. Okay, so I kept telling the doctor I was having like some kind of pain in the back of my leg, and they weren't listening to me. Oh, I didn't operate back there. I don't know what's going on. Then I had saw. Um, somebody who had given me an MRI who was a chiropractor friend and in the MRI it showed that I had sciatic nerve impingement Ooh, on L5 I got that. that was ignored okay then yeah. I went to Hawaii and then this illness got worse then we came back and then I got the back surgery and um so the first surgery they ended up herniating my disc and I had <sighs> oh my goodness sciatic nerve pain going down my leg so um people weren't listening to me people were like not looking at the charts or whatever they were doing and yeah i got lost lost in it and then not till i i told my wife all this stuff and she's like well it sounds like you have a herniated disc and i was like no they looked at my mri they said and then when we came back from hawaii she looked at all the charts and she's like right here 
to the right here. So then we went to Northwestern and I got my back surgery. But what was interesting is when I had that back surgery, it fixed the disc, but I still had pain. And so I'll I'll talk about that when I move forward with this journey that I had. So, you know, we we researched uh, a place in Mexico that it's called Clear Skies. For anybody who wants to know, Clear Skies Ibogaine Clinic. And they were the ones that did the trials in the 90s. They opened up their own clinic out there. Okay. So they've been there for almost 20 years. Wow. Um, so it's like a clinic on the beach with doctors and nurses. Um, it's in more of like a villa type setting, mm-hmm. right? But you go there. Um, when you get there, they start titrating you down from whatever you're on. Um, mine obviously was opiates, so they had to titrate. Um for those like me. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going with I you don't know what I that know, means. but yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So opiates are pain pills. It's typically given to you, you know, post-surgery. Basically, it's morphine, which is derived yeah. from, you know, heroin. All that stuff comes yeah, from yeah. the same you know, family of narcotics. Yeah. So if anybody's seen any movies, you know, you see these people going through withdrawals, it's pretty yeah. unbearable. Um Pain. Is that where like a lot of the you know terminology of like strung out yeah come from yeah right? yeah yeah you're just like kind of not there you're passing yeah. out you're nodding out you're just yeah. disconnected from life I mean I and you know someone like me who loves to connect with everybody like I was at a place in my life where I was disconnected yeah you know because I didn't know how to deal with my pain and yeah. my pain was like unbearable because every time I would come off these things my pain was magnified, right? So what happens when you take opiates, your brain creates new pain receptors to feel new pain because when you take the opiates, it fills your pain receptors. So how are you going to feel new pain without new receptors? And that's why people's tolerances build because you have to keep taking them to achieve this next level, okay? So when you remove all them, it's like ripping a Band-Aid off. You have all this fresh skin, but also on top of it, it's all the emotional things that you haven't been dealing with throughout that time. So it's an emotional pain, it's physical mental and it was really unbearable for me so i'm like this is my last straw i was literally like knocking on death's door i was very depressed i didn't know how to get out of it and i was luckily enough to be in the financial situation to do something like this because not everybody has access to this not everybody has a financial capability of doing this and you hit it right on the head when you said that and i resonated with it because it's expensive yeah yeah I mean, it's expensive, and my wife wanted me to go to the best doctors. There's other clinics that'll do it for half the price, but, right. you know, this is my life. Yeah. yeah. You know? so And especially yeah. with everything you already went through on the physical end of the spectrum, it's mm-hmm. like, if you're going to do it, do it right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I go to this clinic. It's outside of Cancun. They're titrating me down. Um, it was pretty unbearable, but, you know, once I was there and kind of, like, settled in, I was like, I'm, I'm doing this. So it was about yeah. three days of going through, you know... M- I wouldn't say minor, but like medium withdrawal symptoms. And then my my date is actually July 12th, which is tomorrow. Oh, mm-hmm. oh So this is very special oh, for me. Yeah. So right now, three years ago, oh, I was yes. like going through the thick of it. And uh, I was, they, they cut you off from, you know, they were giving me um, morphine to like help me. They cut cut me off at like midnight or something. So at four o'clock in the morning, I'm sick. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for them to get there. And the nurses get there. And I'm like, I'm just ready. Like, I didn't even care at this point. I was like, yeah. just get this feeling away from me. Because what I was told is when you take this plant medicine, right? It gets rid of your withdrawal symptoms. And I'm like, what? 
what? Because you know how many times I've gone through this and I'm like, wow, I wish there was something that could help curb this. Yeah. So they put me in the room that's like, you know, the medical room. They have an IV, heart monitor, all of these different things. And they come in and they... They, they give you a dose dependent on your weight and it's... But also seeing that is just like tra- traumatic yeah. in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because like I'm sitting over here with like goosebumps and getting like low-key emotional because I'm like, I cannot fucking fathom. Surgery of my soul. Yeah. Straight up. I'm like, yeah. I feel like resonating yeah. on like the 10% bar of that because I would say when I stopped doing coke i was so angry for like months it Mm. felt like i didn't know how to deal with like people's emotions coming at me and it was very frustrating and i did it like cold turkey like i tried to call na and it was the like most unhelpful thing Mm -hmm. like for someone who is like trying to reach out and get some help it was like a surly person on the phone who texted me a link and never followed up until like seven months later their methods are outdated oh yeah 110 and i know that as like someone who went to school for mental health Mm -hmm. but i was like so desperate at the time to like do something different that I was like, okay, fuck it. And then what worked for me, which doesn't work for everyone else, was already having an action plan with my therapist and like having a friend who was also on a sober journey in a different way and being able to talk to someone. Yeah. But like, I don't think, well, in retrospect, maybe I did have like some withdrawal, like physical withdrawal, but like nothing in comparison to like what you are describing. Yeah, yeah. but you still have a big mental aspect. The to mental it. part was yeah. fucked. And and that takes over their mind, body and soul are one, right? Yeah. So like you might not right. feeling the physical withdrawal symptoms, but you yeah. are feeling mental, which is now you could be psychosomaticizing pain, right? Yeah. You could be psychosomaticizing oh, wow. cravings or whatever that you're going through. It doesn't minimize or negate anything that you're going through at I'm that time. I'm learning how to curb Yo, my fucking sugar you. now. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing beautiful yeah. I'm, ha- I'm so happy for you yeah and uh, just listening to both of you in, in interact i can't connect with it on that same same level however you know we we have talked about this in you know uh season two like i had a like you know stroke when i was two it you know it it was in what happened right where my brain stem and my fucking spinal cord meet and then you know it just like it affected one side of my body versus like crossing over i was two years old there was all of this shit it's just like you know it was the long longest thing and so when i think about hospitals and when i think about care and when i mm-hmm. think about access access very specifically i think about my mother who calls me every morning on August 20th and leaves me the longest and most emotional because her baby survived exactly exactly. and I'm just and I forget about it every year until it happens I was just like I didn't need to hear this because now I'm all exactly and so uh, (laughs) bitch I know but uh, so but um, but just Truthfully and, you know, transparently, the 
amount of trauma that my mother had to like face head on and like see her child be just I I can't I I can't imagine. I can't imagine. And I don't have a memory of it. So the fact that like you both have some connection to it. Yeah. It's just like Well just because you don't have a memory doesn't mean that it's not right. traumatic on In your, your body ener- right. on your energetic yeah. body. Yeah. And that's right. something that I learned from these experience yeah. this experience and this experience that is that I've had after that is that we don't talk about the energetic body enough and how we hold trauma and all mm-hmm. of these things in right. our body and you know what this experience gave me was an energetic purge, you know? Um a spiritual colonic, so to speak. Oh, yeah. I, how did I okay. know that that's where you were going with it? I was like, I'm waiting. Yeah. Here it is. It's coming. Right. She knew. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, where did I leave off on telling you about that experience? Uh, I was about to get the medicine. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, 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 so he came yeah. in and gave me the dose. He's like, this is by the Bwiti tribe. It's been used by like millennia. They want you to listen to this, like um, the, the African music that they play. But I was like, I don't want any of the music. I just wanted i'll put the blind you were like on. skepticism yeah i was i was because then you're yeah. hearing all these things from other people that have done it and obviously i built it up in my head and i wasn't in the headspace that i was at this time so i'm in full full bone withdrawal they, they give me the medicine it's about 20 minutes in and i feel like a burning sensation in my chest like euphoria and all my withdrawal symptoms are gone what okay so what? then it felt like an extraterrestrial hijacked my body and I could feel it going in there and just doing like it's magic and it's work going in my brain and my arms and like everything and with this particular medicine it's not like ayahuasca if you take a threshold dose or you have like an out-of-body experience this is a full in-body experience like you're watching a movie of your life with your eyes closed so I did not close my eyes I was like, I'm going to beat this fucking game. I'm going to get cured, but not close my eyes. So for about an hour and a half into this experience, I'm like this with my eyes closed and fighting it. And resistance is not the way to handle plant medicine. Yeah. You have to let go. Yeah. That's why I don't fuck with shrooms. So with it forces me to do that with that. Well, I, I, I know that I've talked about this you know, outside of outside of this platform, it's just like I have a lot of trauma in 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 my uh, upbringing. I got a lot of locked doors back there. Mm-hmm. So when people have spoken to me about like you know like shrooms, dude, you've been mm-hmm. t- I was just like, I'm conscious. We're not also we're not saying that this is the same. Just right, so people know, yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. <laughs> uh, and so, but consciously, I'm terrified of subconsciously finding the key to unlock that door. Yeah. Because no ma'am. But just imagine if you unlock that door, all the possibilities that you can awaken yourself to is your true nature. And I love that. (laughs) For other people. I I love that for them. I just... Like... I'm it's not swe- for everybody. Like, I'll just I'm say not, it right now. Swe- it's I'm not for sweating. everybody. I'm sweating right now. Yeah. Just like thinking about it. I'm just like, whoo. I'm like, it is buried deep down in there, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's there. So it's like forcing you to go through all the steps of want, it inside. But I want to be on yeah. the opposite okay. side of it. But Yeah, like, absolutely. I, yeah, so like yeah. basically when I did finally let go, I closed my eyes and um, it felt like almost like I was being dragged through 
from the bottom of the lowest totem of the vibration through an elevator and I was literally feeling my vibration raise in the back of my ears the whole time I could hear a light buzzing sound where I could definitely feel like my pineal gland was tapped into a different frequency and with my eyes closed I can see my whole life and everything that had happened and it was almost like computers in the 90s like like the screen was like black with green and like it was just like showing me everything like science and nature and like mathematics and like all of these things there was a floppy disk in there and i straight up yeah (laughs) had to had to been it's not the 90s without a fucking floppy no there's a floppy in there and i sit and i'm you know everyone's gonna take it as a joke but i mean i'm just saying you know in general it's like when kids these days don't know that floppy disks are like like the save icon Mm mm-hmm yeah. They're like, when they see a floppy disk in real life, they're like, the save icon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what it's like now. God bless yeah. Gen Z. I Is know. that Gen Z? I don't fucking know. I don't know what goes after Gen Z. It's okay. Wait, go on. <laughs> so, like, first I worked through some of my my trauma. You know, I've had childhood trauma, and I've had things happen to me in my life that I didn't know how to process. I wasn't given the tools to cope, and I don't know that my parents were, maybe a lot of people weren't given those tools. And growing up early in the industry, the way that we coped was, like, escaping. Right? Yeah. So, like, I had years of trauma I'd say almost like 20 years of trauma that I just were never, it was never addressed properly. And like, this is like, you're going to address this right now. So they call Iboga um, the stern father and they call Ayahuasca the loving mother. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So oh, if that wow. is anything, wow. so I, Ariboga is like telling me like, yo, this is like what you need to do. This is what's going on. We're addressing all yeah. of these things right now. And once I went through and worked through all of that trauma, it then showed me the universe and like, you know, not necessarily how we were created, but creation in a whole of like how we all got here and we didn't know what we were doing and ego was developed and agriculture Ugh, and this is yours, ego. this is mine yeah. and boundaries and how we've just developed in this yeah. unnatural world that we're living in now. And when it showed me all of these things, it showed me that we have this beautiful planet, that we have all of these medicines on earth to cure everything and we're destroying it. Yeah. yeah. It then showed me that we're all one and that we're one consciousness operating through different bodies. And I'm not talking about human entities only. I'm talking about animals. And it showed me that I'm the animals and the animals are me. And when I eat them, I'm not only eating the physical matter, but I'm eating the energy. I'm eating that life of like suffering and slavery and depression and abuse. And what you eat, you become what you think you become. And being this classically trained chef that have worked at some of the best restaurants, my mind was fucking blown. And I was I'm like... I'm going to cry. I'm sitting here and I feel like <laughs> yeah. I'm like mildly because tripping. Because you are preaching <laughs> and like, but not in a way that like I would equate it to a preacher. You are just like... Speaking my truth. Yeah. Yes. I, but, but the like, conviction yeah, is like... Refreshing as fuck. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate you guys listening to me and hearing my story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it showed me this and. You know, when when I eat this energy, then I become this and I and I couldn't believe it. And, you know, I had some more of the journey after and just like, you know, more of the realization of like everything that was happening. And I I got out to 
of the room and I hyper process this medicine. I mean, this medicine is like a 24 hour medicine because then I started doing like weird things in this experience, like chanting, which I've never done. And let me like preface it with this. Like I was a material reductionist. I did not believe in anything. I was an atheist. I was like, if I can't see it, touch it, feel it, it does not exist. So I now had this experience with all of this medicine and my whole views were changed. And it's not like I hadn't tried psilocybin in the past Mm -hmm. or experienced with medicines, but it's been a long time and I've never done it in an intentional setting where I was t- thank you <laughs> thank you there you we go. have another round of garlic <laughs> yeah. drinks and we were just trying to figure Pause. that out but yes no it's fine okay <laughs> Ooh, go on this, next so sorry smell it everyone. yeah we can get a little smell here what are we drinking here Justin mm. this is a blueberry thyme shrub boy mm. uh yes yeah, so shrub girl shout out Stay again them. to our friends Ooh, she's at, nice at Ritual beverage. Uh, specifically, we are enjoying ritual whiskey with blueberry thyme syrup, lemon juice, soda water, over crushed ice, and this. We have used the term delightful a thousand times. This is a vibe. I fuck with this heavy. Oh, I fuck with this heavy as yes. well, sir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is. Brian needs to get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Get. What? Thank you, Ryan. And this is, you know, it's, you can taste the season's past, but you know what's coming up. Oof. Yeah. Wordsmith over there. Thank you so I love much. It. You know what I mean? I'm just like, you know, <laughs> I dabble. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is so cash. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. I'm like, Damn, we're, that's we're good. That's nice. Absolutely. Whatever. And, also, just compared to to the last one, you just see the spectrum mm-hmm. of what's possible. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's ritual static. is just making it happen. I mean, they're that girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're that girl. Yeah. So you're not yes. wrong. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. So yeah, I came out of the experience. I called my wife. I hyper process the drug. That's what I was saying. The medicine. Uh, drugs are made by doctors. Medicine comes from Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, Fighting words? No, no I'm here it. for it. Yeah, I love it. Yes. Um, so yeah. after I get out, I call my wife, who's actually a doctor, uh, <laughs> and I call her, and I was like, "Listen, like that didn't work. They're hustling me, but we're all one, and I'm never doing heroin again." Okay. And so I was like, "And we're vegan now." All right. And that yeah. was. And that it? was it. And so I came home from my time in Mexico and, you know, I just was eating more whole foods, raw foods at that time, because I feel like every time I do these medicines, it's always telling me to operate your machinery properly. You need to be eating things in its whole raw form. That's when you get the most nutrients. But obviously I'm a chef and like, I like to make things and I don't, I'm not a raw vegan chef. That's not what I like to do. So I went out and I was trying to explore food and I was like, "Mm mm-mm. No, none of this stuff is really that good. And yeah. so I was like... Because you felt like it wasn't a focus and it was more so of an afterthought. I feel and- like a lot of people start vegan companies and because they 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 want to help the movement and they're yeah. like, I can make this so they think it's good. And a lot of times they're not trained and maybe they're not the best person to front that movement. Yes. So with my training... You know, and my love for certain nostalgic cult classics, I had to remake them. So I was like, I got, when am I going to have like a pizza puff again or an Italian beef or some of these things? And I'm like, absolutely. How do I do this? With how because I never got to have. Like, yeah. 
you know, this is the last time it just, yeah. this it happened, just happened to me, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. And then the pandemic hit and I'm like, okay, so then I focused in on you know, making like Satans yeah. and, yeah. you know, making cheeses because I like didn't like Satan at first. But then I was like, man, they, they, they've it's been making ways, it for over yeah. thousands of years. Yeah, like yeah. there has to be more to it. What, what, what am I missing? Right. So I got in my lab and I started cooking it up and, you know, recreating these classic cult, cult classic dishes and then i started putting it on my herbivore pop-up page and people were just like oh my god you gotta do something so i got really lucky enough to work out of uh, a ghost kitchen in logan square where they nice. let me do curbside pickups out of there which was really convenient because pop-ups weren't happening at that time no, nobody no. was going out right and we just started recreating one of the big things that people love that we recreate was we made a vegan big mac which i've coined yeah. the, the big max and yes. with that oh. one, I, I peeked at that on the internet. Yeah, we got yeah. Uh, yeah. nationally recognized for that in Veg Out magazine. We were published as uh, second best Imagine. vegan burger in America under Monty's, oh. which I don't know if you're familiar with them. They're in California. Mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix, after he gave his notorious Grammy speech about veganism in his yes. five minutes up there, yeah. he went there after, and they, there's tons of pictures of them. So we don't even have a brick and mortar. And to get that kind of notoriety was just. It was awesome. It, it's like that's we're doing sick. cool things that are getting people's attention. And yeah. that's all I want to do is like I want to reframe the way that people look at veganism and plant-based food, you know. And uh, it's been really rewarding and one of the most challenging things for me as a chef because, you know, I'm having to like think out of the box. And, you know, it's kind of a little molecular gastronomy where you're, you know, recreating things and to mimic animal proteins and yeah. manipulating right. molecules. And it, it's it's been fun, man. So. I've been, like, deep in that shirt recently um, (laughs) of... Deep like, in that shirt. That needs to be on one of your shirts. Like in the pocket. In the pocket. In the pocket. Deep in that shirt. Yes, if yes, I don't so. get a free one of those, okay, like, no. you guys, I'm going to I'm gonna come for you for this episode. All right? Straight okay. up. Okay. Max will not clear this episode if that does not work. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Got you. Yep. Um, so, <laughs> no, recently I've been, like, trying more plant-based proteins. Yeah. And it's only because like I shit just dies in my fridge. Like when I go grocery shopping, I just watch like green beans just like judge me. Like bitch, you going to cook me? Why'd you buy me? <laughs> so, I've been trying to like buy less proteins right. in like, you know, animal proteins and focus more on Things that I know that I will eat like every day. So sure. it what started. Do you got in there? It started with just the Beyond Breakfast sausages, yeah. and I would use that to make like breakfast tacos oh, yeah. and like just like quick shit for almost four months last year. Every day I had a Any doubles. If you on. come for me Carry one on. more time <laughs> about these doubles. <laughs> Not the gold switching. Listen. Mm. How about you come to my house? Okay, season three, we're making it happen. Gunshots. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shots to the head. God. <laughs> All right. But um, it started off there. And then when I was working with the uh, hunt dog, he was getting a bunch of samples in from all these different companies and one of them I think was like uh, A4 A5 like Wagyu like situation and he cooked it and he was like it's not that it's it doesn't taste like what it's supposed to 
but it does taste like meat. It has the correct texture. Yeah. It straight up tasted like spam. Yeah. Which I was that juicy marbles. Fuck with. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That sounds oh. pretty cool. It's different. Yeah. And I enjoyed it, but I was like, this is some fancy spam. Yeah. I would use it for masubi. Oh. Oh yeah. You know I ate that shit every day in Hawaii. Ugh. I'm not I don't even know that jealous. The Would rice you? with the nori wrapped around and spam. Oh, spam. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Okay, yeah. got it. And sometimes they be egg, but sometimes they don't be egg. Have what we... about just egg? Speaking of eggs, have you tried that? Okay, literally. It's an incredible product. My sister actually works for I just. haven't tried yeah. it, but I watched that. Um, I think it was called Whites, that show a couple years back. And there's a scene where <laughs> the server comes in and asks for an eggless omelet. Mm. And I was like, like, it a, exists it's like a, now. Yeah, you can have an does. eggless omelet. Yeah. Yeah. Is it like a British show? Yeah. And he was like, well, I can't make you an eggless omelet be- because of eggs. Mm-hmm. And it just turns into like a plate with parsley yeah. garnish on yeah, it. Yeah, I've seen that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But now that's real. Yeah, they make it with mung beans. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's incredible. So- and you can make like a French style omelet with it. Well, that's what I was thinking about the other night. I would like yeah. want to get it so that I can do that. Oh, I, made- I wanted to test the limit. Oh, you can do like the amu rice with the fried rice with the do- egg that just like opens in the gravy. All right. It's, an, incre- ever- it's an incredible product. What? Well, did we ever talk about my time in Columbus, Ohio? I mean, you mention it, but you never talk about it. It's this like, I'm like, is it a step sibling that you're like, <laughs> pretty much trying uh, to forget about? So I worked at a vegan concept. I actually worked at a multifaceted property with like, it was, it was such a unique introduction into vegan, right? Mm-hmm. So it was owned by Maggio Walmart and his wonderful wife, Chris, uh, Kristen. Um, he helmed, uh, you know, the back of house. She took care of the front of house. They had two amazing kids that, you know, lived, lived upstairs. To the left of Dragonfly was <clears throat> uh, Neo V. Neo V, which was a... Uh, kind of like public art gallery space in the middle which was their brunch and uh, dinner concept was Dragonfly and then to the right of that was On The Fly which (laughs) was their vegan street food concept and it was it was something really fascinating being a part of because they grew as much shit as they possibly could Mm -hmm. they taught me about biodynamic wines and like you know energy and like shit like that and um they had this like fire ass like mac and cheese that was not mac and cheese but they had this like hanjamangi mushroom like fritter on top for like texture it like and they were doing that, that in Columbus, sounded. Ohio, yeah. which is a meat and potatoes town. And they yeah. were doing that shit for 11 years prior to me even getting there. And it really kind of like helped steer me in the direction of the industry that, I, that I've been a part of because I had an opportunity... Um, so like I would stay in in Columbus or you know I'd go back out east or maybe go west but I was like I'll go to Chicago cuz the way that these people spoke about 
wellness, the way that they spoke about, you know, just being mindful of your place within this like global ecosystem. It's shit that I will never, ever forget. And all of that is rushing back to me listening to your match because I'm like, I'm I'm like, you know, they were trying to put me on. They were. <laughs> they sound amazing. Yeah. They're absolute, absolutely amazing. I think yeah. the part yeah. of this conversation that sticks out to me specifically is when you talk about the consumption of energy. Yeah. And I think it's because I've done way too much acid. But, like... There was one point where in college I was tripping and I saw the entire world in atomic form. Like I couldn't, even when I closed my eyes, I could see like the atoms in the the like darkness of my fucking eyes. And I was like, if we're all connected and like all this energy is being shared constantly, like when we interact with the world it's just like vibrations pushing off of each other exactly. and that's what energy gives us space and stuff and i never once thought about that in terms of like animal protein because i'm yeah. like i like i know that when we eat we're taking in energy but the way that you described it i was like fuck you know what this also reminds me of it's like it's a beautiful progression from when we sat down with Boiza and Mecca of oh. Sisters in the Village. Us. Because they were talking about, like, the stewardness of, you know, land and, like, ancestry. And, like, mm-hmm. that is how you find your uh, connection through your roots. And putting Literally. that trap music in your fucking <laughs> food. Yeah. yeah. Grow the vegetables with... While they're listening to trap. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> well, everything is vibration. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And sure. I think that we forget about it because we're our um, frontal lobe, which is like where our ego is from, it makes everything steady and look like everything's solid. And right. it's not. Everything's an right. illusion. Like you were yeah. saying, the interconnectedness, yeah. it's like we're all one. And I'm not saying that. It's just an illusion of separateness. Yeah. We're all one consciousness operating through different forms. Very right. fungus. You know? Very mushroom of yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, very mushroom of us. Yeah. So, I know it's the I deep know, side. I know, I know, I know, I know, because like I want to keep going. The conversation always wants to keep happening. Yes, yes, and I just, you know, I want to be mindful of of time here. Sure. Um, but in in conclusion, just on my end, I have a final question for yeah. you. Yeah. So, I feel like you've touched upon it but i'd like to kind of like flip it um you know i was originally going to ask you what are your grievances of of the industry but i want to hear what do you feel are like some like victories of Mm -hmm. of the industry well i think i can tie both of those things hand in hand right now is that i appreciate every single thing that i've gone through because it makes me who i am today there's beauty in the struggle yeah period yeah um my victories is overcoming the person that put me in that box which was myself right yep i was the warden i was the judge i was the police officer i put myself in that own prison and it's unfortunate because we live in a society where i got sick and i didn't have the tools you know um 
But because of all that, this sprung from it. So I felt so defeated at one point in my life that I like I wanted to die because I was struggling so much and I couldn't get out and I couldn't see the light. But keep going. Just keep going. Yeah. yeah. Believe in yourself and make yeah. sure like you have a tribe of people around you that love you because let me tell you the one thing that I learned from this is that love is always the answer. And the one thing that I got from this experience that changed everything was self-love. Because when you love yourself, you become so capable of loving everybody and everything else around you. And it becomes life-changing. And then your profession and your passion, and then it becomes your purpose. And what I'm doing is activism through art because the way to get to someone's heart is through their belly. you damn right. And your, and your gut biome is your second intelligence. So we need to feed it living, loving, high vibrational things because we all want to vibe high and do big things. So I'm not going to sit here and try to preach. I like want to be here with you and be here for it. And I'm just like, when you walk out the door, I'm like, the energy is going to go away. I'm going to be like, I'm going to eat a hot dog and be sad. I'm going to get you a field rose <laughs> hot dog. Those are delicious. Okay. Portillo's has them now. Yo, you can get a vegan hot dog from Portillo's. Like, I eat a vegan cool Chicago dog every day at work because we oh, have yeah. the ability to switch them out. And I have sold so many people on switching out the dog no. for the vegan yeah. sausage. Nice. Every little every little yeah. bit counts. Like yeah. I'm not going to convince everybody to be vegan. That's not my place. There's no judgment here. I would, once ate meat. I, I got there obviously through this journey. Um, what I'd like to say is that like, let's just try doing meatless Mondays or like, you know, yeah. have a couple plant-based meals a week and, mm-hmm. you know, do cool ideas with your friends and like, let's just make a bigger impact for the environment, for our health and for the animals. So Literally that's like, like eat more ethnic foods because yes. I didn't realize yes. that half yeah. the shit I was yep. eating growing yeah, up was already from, vegan. Yep. Everything from the east side of the world is like <laughs> pretty much 100% yep. plant-based. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. you know. It's a beautiful thing. Oh. That's I, love I mean, yeah, I, I love this love conversation you so much. How can we hang out with you in real world? Yes, uh, let's so how do can that. we find you? Um, oh, for, for those in the digital yeah, world. So you yeah. can find me on yes. Instagram at herbivore, H E R B I V O R E underscore Chicago. On um, Facebook, we're on Herbivore. Um, I'm Chef Max Musto. We work out of a ghost kitchen in Logan Square called Envision Unlimited, which is actually a non-for-profit. It hosts as a day center for mentally challenged adults. And there's a licensed kitchen in there. So all the money that I pay to rent, it goes right back into that non-profit. Um, and I then know her. Hunter worked there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hell yeah, Hunter. Uh, And then um, we do a lot of pop-ups. We're bouncing around. We'll be at the Native, Asterio, uh, Royal Palms. Yeah. Um, And I got a couple other things in the works that I really can't say. Oh, hell yeah. Really exciting. Just follow us. Hit me up. Hit me in the DMs. I love to talk about this. Um, I appreciate y'all. Thank you. This is so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well... Thanks for coming. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Sorry to like drop an emotional no. bomb on you and be like, deuces. I'm going to no. leave now. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no that's about right. No, that's what it's yeah. like every time, actually. Yeah, I just, before I continue, I just, you know, I'm going to do the things yes. that I know that we have to do. Yes. The thanks. Uh, yes, forever and always. Uh, thank you so much, Chef Food for sitting down with us. But in addition to that, 
um, Blind Barber Chicago for hosting this necessary conversation. Also, our homies at Ritual Beverage for the support. Shout out to the full production team. Shout out to Max, our producer. So there's two Maxes here. Max squared. Yes. <laughs> Ryan of Garnet for these delicious concoctions. Corey Ice for, again, being that secret ingredient within these concoctions. Um, fun fact about Corey Ice is that they carve their ice from the same steel made to use Japanese samurai swords. Uh. Uh, dope as fuck. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then also just shout out to, you know, our editing team and, you know, just we have a lot of amazing things coming down the pipeline and, you know, merch. No, no. Our producer loves the merch, so that is coming down. We have got a whole care package coming your way. Max, don't you worry about it. Um, Nariba's going to take notes on that. Excellent. I just have to say, before I sign off, is this this was such a reminder for me because I just, I get so in my own head of, like, having to, perform and do and like exist exist yeah and i just want to to thank you again and i am justin arnett graham and you can find me on instagram at this is biko and you gotta love yourself y'all because you're worth it yeah. Nariba. And uh, it's your girl, uh, Nariba Shepard. I will say that coming out of this conversation, I'm definitely feeling like a shift in my energy yeah. and like, like a hopefulness yeah. Yeah. that I did not like yeah. necessarily like walk feel, into the day things with. feel a little brighter. Just a little bit brighter. Yeah. So I want to thank you for coming down and being an Aquarius all Truly. over the space. Um, <laughs> But yeah, my name is Nariba Shepard. You can find me on Instagram at R-E-B-A-R-U. That's Rebaru. And we'll see you next time. Love you. And also love yourselves. Peace, love, and plants. Yes. Oh, damn. Mic drop. (laughs) Oh.